Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm not sure if you're really ready to say that yet or not. Is anybody ready to say that? Like, that's kind of your introduction as you meet people now? It seems like there's a lot of us not quite ready for, for that, not quite ready to, to be celebrating Christmas. Anybody have all your decorations out and up? Wow. Everybody else, mean, starey eyes at them, Okay. It's not right. It's not fair. I just got my tree up last night, not yet decorated, so I'm a little bit behind the, my normal schedule this time of year. Anybody have on their cell phone a Christmas app? Come on, be brave. Yes. Awesome. There are three of us. There were two of us in the first service. I have one. Actually, my kids put it on there. And it's one of those apps that tells you how many days until Christmas. And so my kids have been announcing to me for a while how many days there are till Christmas. So when there were 360 days, my kids said, Dad, 360 days till Christmas. Thought you should know. 270 days. Dad, 270 days till Christmas. Like, here's my list. 150 days, 80 days, and we are now down to 16 days until Christmas. I don't know if this is a time of year that you enjoy or not, but it's a time of year that that I know my family and I enjoy very much. I love the Christmas season, what it means, what it's all about, what we can, can learn from this season that we can carry with us all year long. So I hope that you are ready for this Christmas season, at least you're getting ready in your heart. If you're new with us, my name is Trent, and I'm one of the pastors here at Epic, and I'm going to be guiding us through a new series that we're starting, and it's actually a Christmas series. It's called Gifts from God. What I typically do when uh, I know a series is coming up, specifically Christmas and Easter, months before, I'll start praying and talking with God about, God, what do you want communicated? this Christmas season, or this upcoming Easter. What do you want to talk about? And months ago, I was doing that again, talking with God about, like, what do you want to teach this Christmas season? And I started thinking about the elements of Christmas. There is a big element of Christmas, a big part that we can't get away from, and it is what? So Yeah, I heard somebody say gifts. It is gifts, gifts giving, gift receiving. Someone said Jesus, and that is the good right answer. You get an extra star by your name, whoever said that uh, in heaven. For the rest of us who are thinking gifts, there are gifts that we give, gifts that we receive. You can't get away from this gift thing. So I started thinking about gifts that we give, gifts that we receive, and I started thinking about gifts that God gives. There's some amazing gifts that God gives to each one of us. Some gifts that I'm not exactly sure that we put in the gift category, but is a gift nonetheless. Like the gift of life. I'm not sure if you're like, you know, wake up in the morning just jazzed about the gift of life, but if you think about what God has done for each one of us, if you think about when life began and God spoke life into existence, God has spoken you into existence, your life into existence, my life into existence. He gives each one of us our next heartbeat. Our next breath is not possible 
without the giver of life. And so life is an amazing gift. Then there's this thing called grace. Don't know if you're all that familiar with it, but I am so thankful for God's grace. Because in my life, um, I, I kind of like mess things up. I kind of say the wrong things at the wrong times. I kind of hurt you know, my wife's feelings sometimes and my kids' feelings. And uh, you know, so there's moments I'm like, okay, God, I'm just kind of a screw up here. God goes, here's grace for you. There's grace in your weakness. And I'm just so thankful for grace. I'm thankful for God's mercy. I'm thankful for the gift of his forgiveness to us. And this thing called salvation, the, the reality that it is possible for you and I to spend eternity with the God who loves us, the God who created all things, it's possible for us to spend personal one-on-one -on -one time with him. It's possible for us to have a relationship with him now. It's possible for us to spend eternity with him. That's an amazing gift. There's so many gifts that God gives us, things that I think I know in my life that I overlook sometimes, things I take for granted, things I don't really see for what they really are. God's given us so much. And that's what I want us to do throughout this series is to explore some of those things that God has given us and for us to really be grateful and thankful and to use these gifts that God has given us in the way that he has intended. So today, we're gonna start with the gift of peace, something that is highly sought after, highly desired. Anybody here want to admit, hey, I could use a little bit of that this Christmas season, a little bit of peace? All right, the rest of you, either you're lying or I want to come hang out with you because you got something good going on. I don't know too many people in life who'd say, you know what, I got all the peace I need. I've got enough. You know, actually, if you could give me a little chaos, it would balance my life out a little bit better. I don't know a lot of people that would say that. We all would want peace. We all want a little bit more peace. Peace in our lives individually, peace in our family relationships, peace you know, in another relationship with somebody significant in our world, peace maybe at school, peace maybe at work. You know, look at our world in general and, and maybe we'd say, you know what, it'd be great if our world had peace, if we were able to experience that in a, in a really big way. Wouldn't it be amazing to be able to look back on this Christmas season and say, you know, that was the most peaceful season of the year. This is the most peaceful time. You know, nobody got into, you know, big arguing matches when we had our family get together and Uncle Bob brought up politics. You know, nobody was angry because they didn't get that specific gift that they wanted. There was no family drama when we all gathered together to celebrate Christ's birth. I mean, wouldn't that just be an amazing gift to have? The gift of peace? So how about we just have a peaceful moment? All right, so do this with me. You can gaze off into the distance and just think about peace and how peaceful it would be to have no chaos and no drama in your life over the next three weeks. Just give you a moment. Now come back to reality because Christmas isn't here yet and you know you're not supposed to open your presents early, okay? So back into reality and we'll talk a little bit about this gift that God has for us. And if you would, grab a Bible and turn over to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. 
In our paperback Bibles, it's found on page 824. And like we say each week, if you need a Bible, at the back of each seating section is a Bible. Feel free to grab one right now. It'd be a great time to get that if you want to follow along with us. John chapter 14. Now, in this passage that we're going to read, actually in one chapter prior to this, Jesus was talking with his closest followers. So if you get the context, he's got his, uh, his disciples, his close followers with him, and he's having a conversation with them, and he's about to deliver some really heavy news. He's about to tell them that he's going to leave. He's going to leave them in a way that they never thought would ever happen. He's about to die. He says, listen, gang, I'm about to die. I'm about to leave. I'm not going to be around much longer. And for Jesus' disciples, that news would have thrown them into panic mode. They would have been freaking out in that moment. Like, what are you talking about you're going to leave, Jesus? How can you leave? Don't you know what we have done? We have left our businesses. We have left our families. We've left our homes, our friends. We've put all our hope and trust in you. I mean, you're our only hope, Jesus. And you're about to leave and you're telling us you're going to be killed? So Jesus' disciples are freaked out at this news. And Jesus says in John 14, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. So I've got a gift for you. This stressful moment, I've got some peace I'd like you to have. Peace for your mind and peace for your heart. Now, that's not a typical uh, request on a Christmas list. You probably have never seen on a kid's Christmas list your own or anybody else's, you know, peace. My kids, on their list, it doesn't say, uh, you know, Dad, I'd love to have an iPod, love to have a new video game. You know, one of those teenage mutant ninja things would be really cool. And then some peace of mind. It doesn't make the list for my kids, but wouldn't it be great? to have a little more peace in our world, a little more peace in our minds and in our hearts. Wouldn't it be great to have more peace for us? It'd be great to have peace maybe in our homes this Christmas season. No stress over family gatherings. No stress over coordinating a Christmas dinner. No stress over who's invited or who's not invited, or whether you're invited, or whether that person you don't want to be invited is going to show up at your house. No stress, just a peaceful Christmas season. It's funny that Christmas can be one of the most stressful times of year when God never intended that. God intended the season to be a season of peace for us. When we celebrate the birth of Jesus, a time of just peace, where we recognize the greatest gift that God has given to each one of us. But often Christmas is the most stressful time of year. So Jesus and his disciples are having this conversation. His disciples are stressed out. They're in panic mode. And Jesus says again, the most important thing that I can give you in this stressful moment is this gift of peace. See, that's when peace does its greatest work is in moments of stress. When things aren't going so well at work, or when things aren't going so well in a relationship that you have, things not, aren't going so well at school, 
That's when peace does its greatest thing. See that peace is something that is usable in every situation. It's a gift that keeps on giving always. It can be used just about anywhere, just about at any time. Then Jesus continues by saying, all right, guys, I'm going to give you this gift of peace. And the peace that I give is a gift that the world cannot give. All right, guys, don't, don't go you know, shopping at Walmart looking for peace. You're not going to find it. You know, Black Friday, it's not half off. Cyber Monday, you're not going to find it online. You can't find peace in your favorite hobby. You can't find you know, peace by pursuing pleasure. You won't find peace by accumulating a huge amount of wealth. Peace only comes from me. It's a gift that I give. Nobody else can give it. You can't get it from the world. Listen to what Isaiah 9, 6 says about peace. It says, for a child is born to us. This is speaking about Jesus' birth, the first and greatest gift that we could ever receive. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called, listen to these names, Wonderful Counselor. Do you need a counselor in your world? Do you need a counselor in your life? Somebody that you can trust that will speak truth to you and point you in the right direction always? I know I need that. Well, Jesus is known as the wonderful counselor. He's also called mighty God. Are there ever moments in your life that you need God to just show up and demonstrate his power to you? Well, that's what he can do. And that's what he often does for us because he is mighty God. And then there's an interesting description of Jesus here. Everlasting Father points back to something that, that we believe here at Epic, that God exists in this Trinity relationship, relationship between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, something that's amazing we don't fully get, and yet it, it is a gift to us. And so in this moment, Jesus, we're talking about Jesus here, is described as Everlasting Father. Don't fully get all that, but it's a gift. The Trinity is a gift to us that we can experience. And then Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. So true peace, whether we're talking about peace around the world or we're talking about peace in our own lives, it only comes from God because he is the source of all peace. So it's Jesus himself that is the source of all peace for us. I'm going to ask you to turn over in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 is found on page one or 901 in our paperback Bibles. So just flip over there for, for just a moment, if you would. In this passage, an early follower of Jesus is going to show us how to use this gift of peace. There's nothing worse than getting a gift and you don't know what to do with it, right? And you get this gift, you're like, I'm not even sure what to do with it. Gifts like that usually end up in the back of the closet. Or we try to exchange it for something else, something that we think is useful. So we need to know how to use this gift of peace. So in Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6, a guy by the name of Paul, he says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. 
And this verse is specifically talking to all of us. It applies to each one of us because each one of us has something that we worry about. Whether you're worrying about it right now or you're going to worry about it tomorrow, there's something in our world that causes us to worry. So Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And he says, listen, I don't want you to worry about anything. Instead, talk to God about everything. So here's a trick. If you know how to worry, you know how to pray. All those moments that you spend, you know, cycling that, that stuff around in your brain, turn it into an opportunity, turn it into a moment of prayer, turn it into a conversation with the creator of all things, the one who can bring you peace. So in times of worry, in times of stress, God wants us to turn to him in those moments. He's the only one that can help us deal with the worry that we experience. Verse six continues. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Now, it's interesting to me because if you read in scripture, God knows us. He knows everything we need. He knows all about us. He knows from the beginning of our lives to the end of our lives. I mean, he has known us from before uh, eternity began. God has known us always. He knows everything there is to know about us. So he knows what we need. He knows exactly what we need. And yet he says, tell me what you think you need. And I find in my own world, there's often a difference between those two things. There's a difference between what I really need and what I think I need. You know, I, I find that true every time I, I'm in the house and my son is watching TV. Those things called commercials come on. And my son gets so excited to tell me all the things that he needs. Hey, dad, dad, look at that. Look at that. I need that. You know, that Teenage Mutant Ninja thing? I got to have it. And then the next commercial, oh, dad, 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 hey, you see that? I need that. That's amazing. I got to have that new video game, dad. That's all I want is that, that thing right there. Next commercial, the next thing he's got to have. And then I got to have one of those titanium head hammers. Those are amazing. That's actually my list. That's on my Christmas wish list, you know. I was trying to slip it in, hope, hoping my wife would hear it and go, oh, hey. Every time we do a habitat build as a church and I'm swinging a hammer that I swing once a year, my forearm's throbbing. I'm going, oh, God, please. A, a, one of those titanium hammers would be great. So I'm trying to get it on my Christmas list. I wonder, as we have conversations with God about the stuff that we need, if, if it doesn't sound like that to God sometimes. God, 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 you know, see that thing? I need that. You see that over there? I need that. God, 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 you see that? I need that. And it's just fascinating to me about God and his grace. And he says, listen, I know what you really need, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to me. I want you to tell me what you think you need. Let's have a conversation about this. I'm going to bring into your world the things that you really need. I want to talk to you about this. So tell me what you think that you need. And then he says, I want you to thank me for what I've already done. So yeah, I know there's stuff that you need. I know there's stuff that you think you need. But let's just pause and let's like look back at all the things I've already done for you. All the things I've already given you. All the gifts I've already delivered to you. Let's just pause and let's... Thank God for that. It's what God asks. Before we move forward, he says, tell me what you think you need. 
and then thank me for all that I've done. So together as a church family, I wanted us to do that kind of out loud for just a moment. So let's just pause and, and just say out loud what we are thankful to God for. What gift has God given you that you're thankful for? You should be a little primed for this because we had this thing called Thanksgiving a few weeks ago. So maybe that'll help. So draw back on that if you can. So what are you thankful for? Feel free to shout out loud your answer. I heard church family and I heard your wife. I heard you say your wife. Cool. Jesus. Second chances. Love second chances. That's, that goes back to God's grace. Somebody said good health. What? Say that again. Parents. Your parents. Yeah. Thankful for my parents. All right. Your son. Thankful for my kids. What was that? The Bible. An amazing gift that God has given us. God's thoughts captured in print for us to read. I don't know if we fully grasp what the Bible is. I know we don't. I know I don't. The Bible is an amazing gift that should be opened every day. Anybody else? I heard life. Life is awesome. I heard somebody over here. His sacrifice. God's sacrifice for us. What a gift. I mean, I just, I can't even fully grasp that in my brain where God goes, listen, I love you enough. You owe a huge debt and I'm going to pay it for you. I'm just going to pay it for you because I love you. And what it means is I'll pay it with my life. I'll lay my life down so that you can have eternal life. I love you that much. Wow. An amazing gift. So God wants us to tell him what we think we need. And then he wants us to pause and thank him for what he's already done. And then look at the result of that in verse seven. Verse seven says, then you will know more about God's grace. So if you do all these things, then you're gonna get a little bit more information about what God's peace is. You understand God's peace in a little bit different way. And it doesn't say that. It says, if you do those things, then you will experience God's peace. You'll experience it firsthand. It will be your experience and it will be God's peace. So I want you to, to think for a moment about that thing that you are stressed about or maybe that you can get stressed about. That thing that might wake you up in the middle of the night. That maybe that relationship that's not going so well, that issue at work or whatever. Just like grab that thing and hold on to it for just a moment. All right, now I want you to think about how God is interacting with that thing. So what's God doing with that thing? Is God up in heaven wringing his hands? Not really sure how I'm gonna handle this one. You know, here it comes. This issue's coming up for, you know, Trent and his life. I'm not really sure how I'm gonna deal with this one in his world. Is God losing sleep because of this issue in our world? No. God has perfect peace at all times. God never sleeps. Isn't that cool? Never sleeps. He's always at work in our lives, always making available to us his peace. And so the reality that we can experience God's peace, not my peace, because my peace comes and goes. We can experience God's peace in every situation that we have. Listen to what Isaiah 26.3 says. It says, you, referring to God, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. 
all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So in your stressful moment, in that thing that causes you to worry, are your thoughts fixed on Christ? Are your eyes focused on him and nothing else? If so, you'll be able to experience some peace. Now look back at verse seven. It says, you will experience God's peace. It's one of God's promises. And this peace exceeds anything that we can understand. So God's peace that he makes available to us is beyond our comprehension. It's beyond the comprehension of people in the world around us. People can't understand it. It's a peace that makes no sense because it's God's peace and it works perfectly in moments of stress when we just don't get it. But God knows exactly how it can work in our lives and how it benefits our world. So your life may be falling apart and you can have God's perfect peace. You can lose your job and you can have God's perfect peace. You can feel like your marriage or a significant relationship in your life is falling apart and you can have God's perfect peace. Someone that you love dearly can be looking at the end of their life, maybe in a hospital or dealing with some health issues and you can have perfect peace. You can get a diagnosis that you're not exactly sure what you're gonna do with and you can have perfect peace. God makes it available to us for every stressful situation that there is. And we can have this peace that other people will look at and go, like, what drug are you taking? And how can I get some of that? You can have such peace that other people will take notice and wonder, what in the world's going on in your world? How can you have that? You know, as I look at your life and I see the stressful stuff that's going on in your world, how in the world are, is it possible for you to be at peace? It's a beautiful opportunity to share God's gift of peace with them and say, well, let me tell you about this amazing creator that, that I know personally. And let me share with you a gift that he's given me. It's this thing called peace. You can share it with somebody else. There's nothing greater that, you, that we can do in moments when somebody else is going through a very stressful situation. They're freaking out. We step into their world a little bit and we have God's perfect peace and we're peaceful. And they're just like, you know, freaking out, not sure what they're gonna do. We can step in and just offer this gift of peace and say, you know, you don't have to be this stressful. God offers you peace, it's yours, and it'll blow your mind. It'll be something you'll never comprehend. I don't fully get it, but you can have it. You can bring that to other people. So is there anything in your world right now that you'd say, you know what, if I'm honest, there's some stuff that I'm worried about. Some stuff that's kind of stressed me out this Christmas season. Stuff that, that's going to keep me up at night. Maybe a few things that I'm anxious about. If so, if that's you, Jesus has a gift for you. A gift of peace. It's a gift that you can use at all times. It's a perfect gift for every situation. He says here, you can use it, you can have it. And the cool thing about Jesus is that he says, you don't even have to wait till Christmas for it. You can use this gift at any time in your life. Now, as we close today, I want you to imagine something with me, okay, for just a moment. So imagine that this Christmas, 
I'm sure this will be applicable to, to most of you. You're thinking about getting a gift for someone special in your life. But imagine that there's someone really special and, and you think, you know, this Christmas, I want this Christmas to be the Christmas of all Christmases. I want this person to look back on this Christmas and talk about this gift for many years to come. And so you begin looking for a gift for this person, a gift that you think will will measure the the value of love that you have for them. And you find it. It's an amazing gift. But here's the thing about that gift. It's going to cost you a lot. It's a major sacrifice that you're going to have to make. And you'll make for years just to get this gift. And yet you think, you know what, it's worth it. It's going to be worth it to, to see them use this gift. It's going to be worth it to watch them open this gift. It's all going to be worth it. I don't care if I have to pay this rest of my life. I'll get this gift for this person. Okay, so you get the context. So you get the gift, you wrap it just, just perfectly, put a little bow and the to and from and all that great stuff, and you deliver it. And the person that you gave this gift to, the person that you sacrificed so much for, they never opened it. You find out later, you know, like, hey, what'd you think about that gift? Yeah, I, I, I don't know where it is. I think it's in the closet or something. I'm not sure. Didn't open it. How would you feel? I would feel pretty disappointed. I'd, I'd feel pretty sad. Like, what do you mean? I mean, I sacrificed so much that you could have that gift. I mean, I'm paying for this thing and you don't even know where it is. I think that's how God feels sometimes with us when we don't open and we don't use the gifts that God gives us. God's given us some amazing gifts. And this gift of peace is something, again, that's beyond our comprehension, but we can use it every day. God wants us to use those things. He wants us to open it and use it every day of our lives. So this Christmas season, when you get stressed out at work or you get aggravated with a family member, or, you know, that person that, you know, you're going Christmas shopping and they cut you off and you'd love to go up and like pop them one. When you're thinking about who's not with you this Christmas to celebrate. When you find yourself in a very frustrating situation and you're just not sure how you're going to handle it. Jesus wants us to pray about everything. Jesus wants us to tell God what we need. Jesus wants us to thank God for all that he's already done. And then he says, here's a gift that you can experience. It's my gift of peace. That'll be a gift for your mind and your heart and your life. Use it liberally and share it with others around. So let's pray together. God, I thank you for all the amazing gifts that you give us gifts lord that so often i i don't fully understand gifts that to be honest many times i take for granted and i don't even really realize the the entire value of those gifts in my life so lord i pray that this christmas season you will help all of us to see the many gifts that you give us Lord, open our eyes to the many gifts that are around us every day and the new gifts that you give us in a personal relationship with you. God, I'm thankful for this gift of peace. 
What a gift that we all so desperately need. You flip on the news and you watch the world in chaos and I just think, Lord, the world needs peace. And so you give us this peace in a relationship with you. Lord, I pray that we would open this gift and we would use it. We would apply it to our lives. We wouldn't put it in the back of the closet. We wouldn't keep on worrying and and freaking out about situations in our lives, but we would take this gift. We would say, you know, I got to use this thing. And, And God, you've given me instructions in the book of Philippians for how to use it. God, you want me to pray about everything. You want me to talk to you about what I need. You want me to pause and be thankful for the things that you've already done in my world. And then it really will be possible for us to experience God, your peace, not our momentary little peace that we think that that comes from maybe momentary pleasure or a little bit of security that we think we might have, but your peace that passes all understanding that we can't comprehend and we don't even know how to fully explain to other people, but we can offer it to them as well and say, here's this thing called peace that Jesus gave me. It's this gift and he's given it to you as well. So I pray that for this Christmas season that we would experience a peace It is beyond all comprehension. Jesus, thank you for being the Prince of Peace and for giving us so many incredible gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. this morning that God has given us a gift of peace. And I love the fact that it's one of those gifts that we can unwrap early and we can enjoy now in the midst of all the busyness and the preparation. Let's enjoy his peace. Well, go ahead and have a seat. My name is Sarah, and I have just a few announcements for us this morning before we um, take off this morning. God has given us so many great gifts as we're learning about in this, in this series. And we can just say thank you back to him and express our gratitude in so many different ways. But one way we can do so is by giving. And here at Epic, we can give to support what God is doing in a couple different ways um, through our giving boxes at the back of the rows and then online at www.theepicchurch.com as well. And thank you so much to so many of you guys who have participated in our giving tree. It has been awesome. All of the cards were taken from the tree, and last week a lot of the gifts started coming back, and then this week um, is our last day for collecting the gifts. So if you took a tag, if you took a card and um, have a gift, please bring that to the back table today, and then we're going to be delivering those to local families um, who are just going to, I'm sure, appreciate it so much this holiday season. So thank you so much for your help with that. For um, Christmas, we have some special um, things coming up. You'll see a little card on your chair. If you would go ahead and pick that up, it, um, it reminds us about our Gifts from God series. And this card is not just for you as a reminder, but for you to give to a friend. Maybe this year there's been someone just on your heart that you've been praying for, a coworker, a neighbor. And this could be a great opportunity to invite them to Epic to help them experience and learn about some of the gifts that God has 
given them. So take some cards with you. Please pass them out this week. Next week, we're going to have our next part of our Gifts from God series. And then the week after that, on the 23rd, we're going to have a family-style Christmas service. So all of our kids are going to be in here with us. Our kids, some of our kids are going to be singing as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, those, and so we have two parts left of our um, Gifts from God series. And then also, just so you know and can plan, on December 30th, we are not going to have a service here at Epic. So we can all do whatever you want. On that day, you can sleep in, go to the beach, go to another church, enjoy the day with your family. We just want to give our volunteers a break that day. So um, plan on no service on the 30th. If you're a new guest here with us this morning, thank you so much for joining us. We're just glad you're here. We hope you've enjoyed the service. We have a connection center in the back that we'd love for you to swing by and um, pick up a little bit of packet of information about Epic, as well as there's someone there who can answer any questions you may have as you have experienced the service today. So thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have a great Sunday. Take a minute before you go and talk with someone you may not have yet met. Um, Spend some moments getting to know somebody, and you have a great day. Thank you.